Assalamualaikum everyone. Welcome to another episode of our Quran journey where we explore and reflect on the secret verses of the Holy Quran through Quran tagging, Quran journaling and tadabur. As we are not trained and qualified as artisans, we do not do our own tafsir of the verses that we have selected. Our discussions are aided by tafsir resources such as books and videos. As adults, one of our most cited reasons of not being able to do certain things is busyness. So just how much is too much? Today, we have Mirta who will be leading the discussion. Take it away, Mirta. Okay, Assalamualaikum. Um, today, I want to share with you the 53rd verse from Surah An-Nal. And whatever you have of favour, it is from Allah. Then, when adversity touches you, to Him you cry for help. So as humans, we often overlook that whatever blessings or wealth we have is from our law. We think that if we work for what we want, we will definitely get it, be it wealth, success, or even like having children. This is not to say we won't be rewarded for the difficulties and hardships we face while looking into our own and our family's needs with regards to wealth, as long as the work itself is not haram. But we should use it as a means to fulfill a goal, which is the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because spending hours working for the sake of acquiring extra wealth will only be at the cost of our ibadah to Allah. So as Muslims, we should not justify our actions as work is a form of ibadah when we forget the other important pillars and compulsory worship when doing so. Like eating with the intention of having strength for the sake of fulfilling acts of obedience to Allah is a form of worship. But does it mean that eating becomes a major aspect of our lives? No. And also having sexual relations with your husband with the intention of keeping, uh, keeping, keeping pure is also considered worship. But this does not mean that we just keep doing that and neglect our prayers, right? So similarly, striving in our job and seeking halal earnings is all worship, but that does not mean that we constantly engage ourselves in it so much that it hinders us from our prayers, our relationships with other people, learning about Islam and worshipping Allah. For example, if one job is enough for you, there is no need for a second. If one shift suffices your needs, don't take on another in overtime and if you are able to cut the number of hours you work, don't hesitate. This is intended for the self-employed and those who can control their hours. It is not meant that uh, people should evade their duties at work. In the hadith, Abu Huraira reported, uh, the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, said, Allah Almighty said, O son of Adam, busy yourself with my worship and I will fill your heart with riches and alleviate your poverty. If you do not do so, I will fill your hands with problems and never alleviate your poverty. The explanation of this in Fait al-Qadir, a scholarly piece of work is, free yourself of your interests in order to worship Allah and do not busy yourself in earning that which exceeds your needs and the needs of those under your care. So we have to beware that we do not busy ourselves in acquiring beyond what we need because if we do so, we will be establishing our worldly life but destroying our hereafter. It is a reminder for me, who is still running madly after the world and placing difficulties and hardships upon myself. Uh, 
and also like embarking upon so many projects one after the other which I can possibly do without. Even in the path of Dean, act upon those things which are obligatory before the acts that are good but not required. Obligatory actions are also of different levels of importance, so give preference to the most important of them first and then to the next. Only then we can, we move on to the good and recommended actions. It is also recommended to start with yourself before inviting the members of your family on the path. After which you can attend to your spouse before your neighbor and your companions so that your spouse can help you in bringing up the children because they are the ones who will pray for you when you pass on. At the end of the day, Islam is a practical religion. None of us have the leisure to sit around and do nothing all day, every day. And we must also not make being productive or busy at every moment of every day as something to aspire. Remember that our rezeki is in the hands of our law and what's in ours is to prioritize what will bring us to our end goal, which is jana faster. Thank you, Mirta, for sharing. Um, being busy is inevitable, but I think it appears that one's level of busyness becomes like a, a badge of honor um, because we seem to glorify our busyness. Who has the least time to do anything else? Personally, I think this glorification has to stop. Sometimes we get so busy, so occupied with our own worldly affairs that we forget to stop and connect with our Creator, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Our packed schedule slowly takes us away from thinking of our hereafter. So in a hadith narrated by Ibn Abbas, as referenced by Sahih al-Bukhari, the Prophet wasallam said, there are two blessings that many people are deceived into losing, health and free time. So in our pursuit to be successful in our careers and earn money, making ourselves busy with our work, we take for granted the risky of health and time that has been given to us. And we stop nourishing our bodies and souls. So how do we strive to strike a balance? Maybe we can hear from the others' thoughts about today's topic. Probably we can hear from... Let's start with Ayn. For me, actually, I don't feel busy. But I think I'm not busy enough. <laughs> I feel that I'm not productive. Because I think because in the daytime, right, I, I, I use my mental load too much. So I at night, I just switch off. Like I don't concentrate on hobbies or anything. Which is, I think it's not good also, right? Because I've been idling a bit much. <laughs> so, uh, I, I I don't find the need to be busy. Yesterday, I was watching Diary Ayah. Sujimi featured uh, Sohaimi Yusofa. So, he was talking about his journey. It was very informative. And, and one of the, 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 the thing that struck me and what I learned from his sharing, or from their sharing was that, uh, so at this point of time when so Haimi Yusuf was given a lot of opportunities ah, to be doing programs that he wanted to. And then at that point of time, instead of, I mean, it's a chance that everyone is chasing for, especially when at this point of time, when your CEO or your boss uh, gives you the freedom to do anything that you want in your scope and he gives the confidence of providing support financially and the network that he requires. But at that point of time, uh, Suami Yusuf said that instead of going forth with the, the, the opportunity, 
he was taken aback and he thought that you don't even know what you're gonna have for breakfast tomorrow what else about my rice bowl the only rice bowl that i'm worried about is serving allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yeah so it struck to him that way but uh obviously he was very tactful lah. i mean he didn't reject the ceo right away so he mentioned about inna solati wa nusuki wa mayaya wa mamati lillahi robil alamin which uh, directly translate sesungguhnya uh, solatku, ibadahku, hidupku dan matiku hanyalah kerana Allah, Tuhan seluruh alam. So at that point of time, uh, he worked throughout, he didn't have any plans. I mean, he worked out like uh, his thoughts and everything. He didn't have any plans or he didn't have any backup plans. But at that point of time, he really wanted to just, instead of serving the CEO, he wanted to serve Tuhan. Yeah, so I was like, wow, this is another level of like uh, hikmah, is it? Like realization that uh, this is the only way I want to serve my life too and this is my purpose in life. So when I think about it, yeah, like I, I mean, I want to get to this kind of level whereby I don't have to earn my CEO or my boss Recognition. recognition yeah recognition the job only you know but it's really like living your life for 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 our one true purpose ah. yeah so i think this is quite apt for at this point of time like knowing that you know we are going closer to the path right so i think i think it's a one way of looking at things ah, that is given to you it's a test by tuhan is it you can have everything in this dunia and that will suffice or is it you go back to the dim what I'm saying is that, uh, of course, with the CEO support, right? I mean, obviously, he gets to do everything that he wants. And with that, with this, is his 100% commitment to the work. And obviously, this will come as uh, 100% much more busyness than um, the usual uh, for him to commit to his boss instead of Tuhan. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm I'm dumbfounded. <laughs> you, you I I think you must. I've I've not reached that level of submission yet. You know to to really, you know, just leave it to Allah to how do I put it to aturkan. You know my my you know when it comes to this like my rezeki and all that because I mean. I'm, you know, I'm. We are supposed to leave it to Allah. You know, the rescue all come, all comes from Him. But I think it's also the 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 fear, the worry of not having enough. Yeah. So so I think I think that that's also like one of my my fears. You know, like okay, I won't say that it's my fear of not submitting submitting to Him, but I think it's my my fear of, you know, just you know just letting go. Uh, in that sense, I think that you know like that what Suhani Yusuf uh, did lah. Uh. Mm. Uh, but thanks, Ayin, for sharing it. <laughs> Yeah, like me time also dumbfounded. I don't know what to say. I think I think one one problem is like uh now nowadays in this day and age, we don't know when enough is enough. Mm. Right? Like the living costs keep rising and there's so many other things to look out for. So when when is enough enough for us? Yeah. yeah. Is it the same as like fear of missing out? Like for more, ah, for more. <laughs> um, I would say it's for more. Uh. I think it's more of it's just our probably we we are not 
we have not reached that level yet where we leave it all to Allah, you know. To, you know, because we, we know, we have trust in Him. We don't have that hundred, I guess we don't have that hundred percent trust in Him yet. I mean, this is, this is the sense that I get from, from you know, from, from myself at least. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think I've seen, I've read somewhere about, you know, we shouldn't be too worried about, um, about our rezeki or whether we can afford this or not because Allah is, you know, the, Allah is the one who, you know, give us all the sustenance and whatnot. But yeah, so I mean, Yusuf's experience, uh, I, I need to watch this. Yeah, 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 you should. Okay, it's quite long lah, but the important bits is how how he got, he was transitioning from radio to TV ah. So mm. at that point of time lah, when, when, when he was growing a lot in radio in his younger years, there was where he, he was sharing about how he leveraged lah, like how, uh, mm. whether, whether, whether to choose getting the recognition at job or to getting the recognition from from a creator. Wow. Thanks, Ayin, for sharing. I think I thank you earlier. But yeah, thanks for sharing. I think this is an eye-opener. So, Nat, yeah, how about you? Like, um, what are your thoughts about today's topic or even like what Ayin shared with us earlier? Can I just say... Ain sums up the whole podcast. No lah, can be too because you have to understand. Coming from me, I'm not busy one. Well. Yeah, but it was, but it was very insightful, you know. Yeah, it was very insightful. So, uh, when Miranda mentioned about you know, uh, you're like chasing to dunya, like you're trying always constantly trying to find ways to earn money and all that. Yeah lah, I I didn't think about it in that way because to me it's like oh, money is constantly not enough. So you're always constantly trying to find extra jobs to do but I usually never get around to it lah the only thing I did was mendaki for for one year only and even then actually when I think about it right even when I earn the extra money it's like eh the money gone so fast <laughs> yeah 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 same same <laughs> yeah right so it's like I think at the end of the day even when you want to do these extra things you need to be dedicated to it, it it's not just about like Marita mentioned and I mentioned also it's not just about your own self about this dunia and it's not just about pleasing your your boss and your CEO it's also it's for Allah it's like uh, everything is like ibadah you know? the YouTube video that Marissa shared is like whatever you do is it's for Allah but it, there's a reason for it it's not just for this dunia yeah so um, I have not looked for other jobs <laughs> I've just worked my job and it used to be like, you know, when you do your work, sometimes you do a bit half past six, right? Sometimes you don't give your fullest. But now, this, I think it also matters like who you work with. Because I, I have great colleagues who are like motivated and all that. So, it encourages me to take initiative and do my work more A-class compared to last time, like, you know. You're just like, oh, okay, I'm dragging myself to work because I have to work. You have your bad days, but then, yeah, and you have your good days also. So, you just got to think about like your work being your ibadah also. Like. It's not just ibadah, ibadah. Mm. Yeah, thank you, Nat, for for sharing your your thoughts and your uh, you know your your experience on this. I I think when it comes to when it comes to work as an ibadah, I think some some of us may take it like literally like working, you know, work, work working so hard to the point that they neglect you know like other other forms of ibadah, you know, like their food and eating. 
eating or you know taking care of their own health and all that so you know taking care of our own body is also a requirement in islam you know we have to be healthy and all that so that you know we can do our other adibadah as well yeah so how about farah um any thoughts on this firstly for me i think like i don't know you know the recent rise of the hustle culture where like uh i'm busy nine to five i'm doing something meeting this and that i'm so busy the whole day like it makes you feel inadequate that you're not doing things to fill up your time productively but i think some people mistake productivity with being busy you don't have to be busy all the time to be productive i think there's more to productivity than just like you know meeting people and like doing things and spending 24/7 working that's not my kind of thing i don't understand how some people can work at like 9 pm when they have already like you know allocated working hours like 9 i was in 9 to 5 la was 8 to 6 right so yeah i don't agree with that and i i i really like this topic ah like not say lah working is ibadah right so where do you draw the line i think the key is also to like maintain balance lah like you know this is your means of earning rezeki but also remember that even though you're working for someone you're employed but at the end of the day um, the money that you get for your salary it doesn't actually come from your employer it's just a means it comes from Allah so i guess we we have to also think about that lah but yeah i really hated the 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 hustle culture because it makes me feel like macam i'm not i'm not doing enough and and to a point where um there there were people who asked me like what what are your goals in five years what do you see yourself doing in five years or they have like they have like five year plans and i don't have a i don't even have a plan on what i want to do next weekend not say next weekend this weekend i don't have a plan so it makes me feel really inadequate like what have what am i doing wrong have, have, am i not living my life um the way it should be am i not planning um for things in the future I, i'm i'm the sort like i really just take it as it is and i know some people are not and it annoys them also so yeah lah to each their own right so yeah i think we should not glorify um busyness and having like plans on what to do and this and that i mean nobody knows if we're gonna wake, even wake Correct. up tomorrow right? yeah thanks farah you know this toxic glorification of busyness right has got me thinking like You know, ever like I think last, I think should be last year. Uh, you know when we started doing, is it last year or this year that we started doing our podcast? Oh my goodness, I can't even remember. Yes, this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. This so year. we, I I realized that you know I I was struggling quite a bit with my time management also. Like you know I have to work. You know I have to work until certain time, and then you know, then I have to prepare for my for the podcast because I think as most of us, you know, I mean all of us are aware like, that you know. Preparing for the podcast isn't just a one-day thing. It you know it's actually like um, about a week to prepare you know the topic and whatnot. And then you know I have my other responsibilities. You know as a wife, you know as a daughter. You know at that time you know I was still I was still fostering. So you know I was also still you know having to juggle all these roles and whatnot. So you know I it came to a point that I asked myself like you know just how much is too much you know of being busy. You know is this good? You know of being, you know of being busy. You know whenever someone ask, uh, ask me like, hey, uh, so uh, when are you free? Oh, sorry, I can't. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. You know, it got to a point that I realized that it's it's actually just an excuse, ah, uh, of wanting to avoid doing certain things. So I have come to actually um 
I won't say take a back seat, but rather slow slow down in doing certain things. Because I realise, I mean, life is short, uh, really. Like, you know, like what I think what Farah mentioned, you know, are we even going to wake up tomorrow? Yeah, so I think we it's important for us to really find the time to carve out some time to do our ibadah, you know, amidst our busy schedule and whatnot. Yeah. So, Mirta, do you have anything else to add on to for your sharing today? I think sometimes we see work or see other things as a hindrance to our ibadah to Allah, maybe our obligatory prayers, which should always come first compared to work. Work is ibadah, you know. Work is ibadah, so what? You have to still have to do your five daily prayers, right? <laughs> yeah. So we have to remember that in the hadith, it has been reported that the Prophet's companions went to fight the enemies of Islam as soon as they heard that the reward was paradise. There was a shabby man who heard what the messenger of Allah said and he immediately broke the sheath to his sword. Then in another text, the Prophet's companion was eating some dates in his hand and he immediately threw them aside. Then they fought until they were killed. So they, they did not postpone or delay fighting in Allah's path. And they did not say that, oh, I'll fight after one or two years or uh, after I finish this project or when I'm free. Lah. So immediately when they heard that the reward was paradise, they just put down everything and just went for it. Yeah. So we should strive to be like that. Lah. So like maybe don't delay our prayers because uh, we are in the middle of something which I always do, I must admit. <laughs> yeah, so we just try our best lah. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, they always say like, you know, jaga solat and then Allah will jaga our our affairs for the day because, you know, whatever that is going to happen that we have planned, I mean, that we have planned to do or that's going to happen is actually all through Allah, Allah's will. So, I think if we submit ourselves to, or rather, spe- take that time to you know, to meet Allah, to talk to Allah, to connect with Allah uh, on time, punctually, inshallah, you know, He will make it easy for us, you know, to go about our day, uh, to do other things. And I think, I mean, when, when it comes to ibadah, it's not only just our salat and whatnot. So I think, I mean, let's say, even uh, on the way to work or even during lunchtime, you know, we can zikir or, you know, when we salat zohor during our lunch, maybe we can carve out some time to, to uh, read, the Quran, you know, a page or two, that kind of thing. So, there are many ways, uh, actually, for us to do our ibadah. But, of course, most importantly, I think we have to um, make it a point to be punctual for our salat. I think that's it for today's session. So, thank you, everyone. If you are our content, please subscribe to our Quran journey on Spotify. And we are on Instagram as well, same handle where we share our Quran journaling and mini-book reviews. So till our next Arabu session, inshallah, stay safe and take care. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum.